This episode of the Ron Perti Show is brought to you by Audible.com. Head over to audibletrial.com forward slash Ron Show for a free audiobook and 30-day trial. There's over a ton. I don't know how many. I don't count. I don't. I didn't bring my abacus to this recording. I don't know how many bo- audiobooks there are, but there are a ton of them. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Nick Offerman ones uh, and the Amy Poehler one. Uh, but if, if listening is more your speed... You're not a big reader, but you want to get the, the info into your brain, head over to audibletrial.com forward slash Ron Show for your 30-day trial and free audiobook today. If you like listening to things about stuff, you like a podcast, you like a podcast, then you gotta listen to the Ron Perti Show. Hey everybody, welcome to the program. Today we have Lowell Dean, the uh, writer-director of Wolf Cop and another Wolf Cop. And he's got a comic coming out and another movie coming out. We talk about all that kind of stuff. It's a great conversation. And uh, I'm glad that you are here with me today to talk about it. Because uh, it's fun. Uh, Just a little bit about another Wolf Cop. I love that movie. It's so much fun. It's a great midnight movie. uh, And I think that we're desperately kind of lacking for films like that. Stuff that maybe you could have a double feature with at a small theater if those still exist. And uh, you can just have a lot of fun with people and react to the, the, the fun stuff going on. I think there's there films like Turbo Kid and The Barn um, and Wolf Cop, the original Wolf Cop. All just great stuff. Uh, we talk about all sorts of stuff in the interview. Uh, like how I think Harley Morenstein should be involved in some way. How Kevin Smith got involved. Uh, making a sequel to a film like Wolf Cop. Uh, we just go over everything. And then after the interview, we're going to have music by Sleeper Sound. They're out of Milwaukee. When we get to that point, I'll have links and everything for you to check them out. Uh, I'm a big fan of their stuff. And uh, I want to thank you for listening. Because if without you, I would just be kind of talking into a microphone with no one on the other end. Which would be awkward. You know, but uh, you, you do what you got to do to keep your mental uh, stability, don't you? Yeah, you really do. All right, well, we'll be right back with Lowell Dean. All right, with me right now, uh, once again, we had him on back in December before we took our giant hiatus. Lowell Dean, director of Wolf Cop, another Wolf Cop, uh, 13 Erie. You've done TV stuff with the Henson Company, too, I guess? Uh, uh, yeah, opposite end of the spectrum, I was involved with a uh, children's show called High Opie and Opie's Home, basically about a, a lovable Muppet boy who uh, his misadventures in, in preschool and at home with his family. Well, Very that, different than Wolf Cop. That, yes, quite a bit. Quite a bit. Now, let's get right into another Wolf Cop because I wanted to see this. Well, first off, I love the first movie and I wanted to see the sequel regardless because well, I was going to watch it regardless. But then I saw the poster for another Wolf Cop. And the take on Cobra and everything, and I absolutely love it, and I, I was immediately sold. Uh, I didn't even have to see a trailer or anything like that. I just wanted to see another Wolf Cop. So what were the differences and the challenges in going into a sequel, trying to make it as good, if not better, than the original? Uh, well, that was the challenge right there. Um, it was, you know, the first one, I don't think there was any real expectation for it. Or, I mean, we had expectations, but... 
I, I'm I'm sure it was kind of just universally thought of as a big joke. I mean, when you call a movie Wolf Cop, it's like, okay, it's a werewolf cop. What's going to happen? But um, I think as people saw, we took it maybe a little too seriously. Like, I, yeah, I wanted to create, like, a new superhero and, yeah, have violence and weirdness and sex. But uh, Lou was, to me, like, uh, my Wolverine. So I took him seriously. And when the second film, uh, I mean, prior to the second film, when the first one came out, and we got a pretty decent response for something so absurd. Uh, then we all just felt pressure that, okay, regardless of what time or money we have, it has to be twice as good, if not better. And that proved to be a very difficult task. In what aspects did it seem to, did it, did it, uh, was it just a budget constraints or, or what was the, the deal with that? Yeah, it's everything. It's money, it's time, it's ambition. It's, uh, I mean, the, uh, the first film, we, I think we had two 2.5 action scenes, and uh, there was many that hit the cutting room floor on the first one just in terms of, you know, things like budget. You know, I wanted to have in the first scene in the bathroom in the first film when he transforms uh, and two guys basically come down some thugs and he kills them. He kind of kills them off screen, but up until weeks before we were shooting, I had a whole storyboarded fight planned. It was going to be like this epic reveal. He's still like gr gross and greasy from ripping off his skin. And they were going to knock over bathroom stalls and, you know, heads in urinals and things like that. And, uh, you know, sitting down with the PM and the producers looking at the budget, they're like, we can't afford to do three fight scenes. So we kept shuffling things off. And in the third film, we started very big. And, uh, you know, naturally we had to shuffle some things off and, and bring it down because the budget was i think just over two million versus the first one was just over one and uh but we shot the second film again in 17 days so um 17 days to do a movie like this is kind of madness and you just kind of embrace it by you know because you have to and you and you just run as fast as you can and um so that made it a very stressful experience because uh, anyone who knows practical effects or has worked with them or even flirted with the idea of them knows it's not as simple as you know one line on the script says head explodes and then uh when you're shooting the movie when you're shooting a movie in 17 days you average seven to ten pages a day so if you look at a piece of paper and you see one line says head explodes and you know that that's going to take half an hour to an hour and you know that you have 12 hours a day if you're lucky uh you you can have a pretty quick panic attack when you realize what you're taking on <laughs> oh i can imagine I can imagine. Plus, you have to. Uh, how long does? Uh, uh, I'm trying to. My brain's not working today. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm trying to remember. Uh, oh, how long does uh, Leo have to stay in makeup or you know in, in a chair to get ready? Or is it just kind of like mainly a big suit with the, the just the facial prosthetics? Well, we got a lot better um, over the course of the first film to the second. Uh, when we started Wolf Cop, the first one, I would say it was about four hours to to make him up. And that was, you know, the very first attempt. We timed it. We wanted to know what we were getting ourselves into. But I will say by the second one, uh, towards the middle of the end, Emerson Ziffel, the effects artist, and Leo had it down to about an hour and a half, maybe an hour at times. So uh, what was great was we were, you know, blocking all this time with the ADs and scheduling and assuming we're going to need, you know, two or three hours and they'd always be ready. So that helped us move. You know, that was a good little advantage to help us keep moving. Um, okay. So now, when it comes to doing the sequel, was there an immediate um, kind of 
what's the word I'm looking for here? Was there an immediate desire for the sequel, or was that something that you kind of had to think about and see whether or not it would be worth it? I was nervous to do it unless we were sure people wanted it. Uh, Sinaku, the producers, were pretty sure they wanted to do it. I think they were more confident than us um, that either they wanted to do it or that there'd be a good response. And, uh, and you know, sure enough, it came out. And uh, I, I mean, I don't know how you measure it or judge it, but because, uh, you know, it's not like a big theatrical release where you can say, oh, we made X amount of millions on the weekend. But uh, I'm sure based on sales or distribution or whatever, they realized that it wouldn't be a bad idea to do a sequel. So uh, they were more, I mean, I, I genuinely wanted to do it, but I was, I was probably the last one to be like, no, we have to do this. I, I didn't take much convincing, but I was, I was nervous that, you know, if it bombed or something, but, uh, but we did it. And, uh, you know, it, it turns out like, you know, when you start going to festivals or fan expos and you meet people, you start realizing people have seen it and enough people like it that you feel excited about doing another one. Now you have in the I'm not this isn't a spoiler because he's in the trailer, uh, but you have a pseudo American celebrity in this film. Yes, uh, I who, I'm who, sure you're alluding to Kevin Smith. I am alluding to Kevin Smith, the 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 biggest American Canadian there is. Uh, yes. Does that was he a fan of the first movie, or did you guys have to seek him out? Uh, I don't even know uh, if he's a fan of the first movie. Uh, he he uh, it was kind of a bit of serendipity. He happened to be. Uh, in our home province of Saskatchewan, where we were shooting, I think he was scouting for Moose Jaws, which he's developing. And anyone who knows Saskatchewan knows that's where Moose Jaw is. There's an actual uh, town called Moose Jaw. So uh, Kevin Smith happened to be in our province. Our producers sought him out, and he came to our set. And uh, just you know, as things go, it's uh, enough begging and pleading, and uh, you know, maybe he saw our our indie spirit, and he said, "Sure, let me let me play ball." So he he came on board and and uh, gave us a day as the mayor. He played the mayor of Woodhaven, which was a blast, especially because of his obvious connection to Canadiana. And and his name is great, Bubba. That's just great. Yeah. I love it. Uh, now, yeah, it was it was fun. Because if we get him, but it it worked out. Now, uh, if, is there any other like maybe Canadian uh, celebrities you were you might be looking? I, I have I have a suggestion. Now, just take it from me. It's I'm not I'm I'm just some stupid podcast host, but I think who would make a great uh, 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 wolf in the third movie? If there's a third movie, which I hope there is, uh, Harley Morenstein. Okay. From Epic Mealtime, the guy's like six <laughs> six foot seven, super hairy. You wouldn't have to do much makeup. That's funny. That's a good idea. He's and he's. Uh, I think where is he in Quebec? I want to say, or yeah, I want to say, really? yeah. So, but uh, I, I, it's, it's. <laughs> I think he'd be. It would be awesome to see him because he's actually been in a Kevin Smith movie before. He was in uh, Kevin Smith segment of the um, uh, that uh, anthology movie. What was it? Uh, the Christmas one. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, he he played a pimp. Which was weird. weird. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's an action. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he. Oh, he was also in. Uh, what was it? Oh God. Um, Tusk. He. Uh, he played the. Um, oh, what the hell is it? The uh, uh, the border guard that was like grilling Justin Long. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I it. didn't. I didn't know that either. I didn't remember. I. I saw Tusk. I liked it. Yeah. That's that's so that's it. Yeah. See, so many so many awesome things in Canada. 
You guys are awesome up there. I love you guys. Um, so now when it comes to the sequel, uh, how much did uh, where, where did you uh, uh, up the gore uh, in regards to like preparation time and everything? Oh, a lot. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, most of our approach to prep was literally, what did we have in the first one? Triple it, quadruple it. What can you afford? And uh, I know that Casey Marcus, our uh, effects guru who had like all the gunfire and uh, squibbing and stuff, uh, said we used like just gallons of blood. He had like buckets and buckets. So uh, we always had it on hand and we always seemed to be running out. Well, that's never good. Running out of blood. No. Well, we always thought fast and we, uh, we, we'd come up with something. But there was definitely an excess of blood in this one. Now, this is going out way before the theatrical release uh, of the film, which is December 8th, and I think you should all go out and, uh, and see it. So I can't really say too much, but there's a certain character that I loved in part one that's back now. Um, oh, God, I can't say his name without spoiling it because it's such a great, cool thing. I'll just say this. Um, is this some of your goo, that character? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, anyone who sees the trailer that's out there will see who it is. So yeah, uh, okay. yeah. I wouldn't have done I wouldn't have done the uh, sequel without uh, my trifecta of Leo Fafard, who's uh, Wolf Cop, Amy Matissio, who's Tina, and Jonathan Cherry, who's Willie. Yeah, Willie is. I he every scene he's in, he steals. You know, uh, it, it's just I I love his performances and the 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 bit when he's watching TV. Uh, I can, that's a, that's a big spoiler. I can't say what happens there, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. when he's on the couch, uh, that is just some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen in my life. Uh, is, did you allow for improv on set or is it all right off book? Very improv, very improv. Um, I, I mean, I, it's easier to do. I think sometimes when you're the writer, because it's easy to disregard your own work, but, uh, right. there's always a script. We always have a full script. We always have a full outline, but, there was so much improv on the first film, most of it from Jonathan Cherry, that uh, when we came time to do the second one, uh, I said, before we shoot, because we have so little time, let's talk about this in detail before. So what was a really good experience, which I would want to duplicate on any sequel moving forward, is uh, we did, you know, you should do a read-through, obviously, before, but we did like a read-through retreat where... For a, for a day, uh, myself, Cherry, uh, Amy, and Leo sat in a room, went through the script, said nothing, just read it, and then we said, like, let's go through it again, and this time, shout out any idea you have as we reach scenes. So uh, there's so many of the funniest lines, for sure, came out of the cast, and uh, Jonathan Cherry, every not a scene wouldn't go by where he'd raise his hand and say, like, what if I had this? What if I, you know, do I need to say these two words? Could I just say this word in a look? Or could I say this and then pay it off in this scene later on? So uh, they contribute so much. Um, you know, every 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 moment uh, that they're on screen, they they own those characters. Now, the film is still going through the festivals, right? Yeah, we uh, we screened in Fantastic Fest in Austin, uh, and we just did Fantasia in Montreal. And I don't know what's next, but uh, I'm hoping that a couple more festivals happen before our... Uh, theatrical release in Canada. I do know that. Oh yeah. Yeah. We just did a uh, popcorn frights in, in Miami last weekend. Now what's the, what's, what's the overall response been so far positive. Um, I haven't 
I haven't seen any negatives yet. I'm sure they're coming, but uh, they haven't hit yet. And uh, there's been quite a few reviews too. So I think I think since so much of the heavy lifting is out of the way, both in terms of how critics would kind of, I guess, understand the movie and just what the hell it is, I, I think we got that out of the way with the first one. So um, basically, if you're reviewing or watching Wolf Cop 2 and you don't like it, um, I'm sorry, that's that's on you because the first one came out and the second one is more of the same except amped up and crazier. I mean, that's what we were going for at least. So if anyone comes out and, and questions uh, the artistic merit of it, I, I think like they speak for themselves. Well, yeah, and I, I, I'm pretty sure, like I, mean, I know you said you took it seriously, the film, which I think everybody who makes a movie should take it seriously. But you also probably, were you going in, you weren't expecting this to be high art. No, no, not at all. I mean, um, we we even made a concept trailer for the first Wolf Cop, and part of the reason was because I was very well aware that because of the name, you you have to you can't leave it up to the imagination because potential producer producers or investors or other people, um, it's it could go a million ways. You know, it could be Sharknado, it could be Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter that takes itself maybe too seriously. Oh yeah. Um, it could be a lot of things. So I really wanted to create a concept trailer that in two minutes would show we're kind of taking it seriously, like a comic book movie, but obviously we're, we know it's called Wolf Cop, so there's going to be jokes. He's going to be hard drinking. This is not like Batman, you know? This is uh, It's a mixture of comic influences, but yes, of course there's comedy in there. And um, I think, if anything, we, we put the comedy more in the forefront from the very beginning on the sequel because... The first film, I thought it was hilarious, even like the subtle humor in the first half. But I think because we didn't give a lot of big laughs in the first few scenes, uh, audiences may not have known what our tone was or they may not have known if they have permission to laugh. So we made it very clear, like when the second one started, we're like, okay, right out of the gate, it has to be just stupid as hell. So people know they have permission to laugh throughout the movie. Yeah. And and, uh, one of my... One of my favorite, I can't, I'm not spoiling anything when I say this, but one of my favorite sequences is mid credits at the end. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I think so. With, we have a couple. With, with the nun. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's a total callback to the first film that people probably won't even get. Oh, no. You got to go back and watch the first movie to, to understand what was going on. Yeah. But uh, it it's, it's. <laughs> I, I couldn't help but laugh throughout the entire film, and I it, with, a, with I understand that you know it's called Wolf Cop, and you, you get what you get, you know what you get when you're going in. Um, but did you it, it, intend for it to be just like really laugh out loud funny, or did you kind of want to keep the tone a little bit kind of you know uh, serious because he is slaughtering people. Yeah, I didn't want it to be like Naked Gun or a slapstick where it was like wall to wall laughs. I wanted there to be moments where you actually were invested in the character. I find like it's a tricky kind of thing to walk, but um, I don't like the, I mean, I like all kinds of humor, but for Wolf Cop, I didn't want it to be the jokes were the, the basis of the film. I wanted it to be the characters were, and you could actually care about them and like imagine them like an, you would a comic book character, a million adventures they'd have. But that said, um, when you're going for a joke, um, I want to have enough jokes in there that there's some, you know, some puns, some dad humor. And of course, the violence should be cool at times, but there should also be times where the violence is just like, how do you not laugh out loud when he like, you know, 
when someone's skin or face is ripped off. If it should be funny, this isn't the movie where you cringe and are horrified. Some people, I'm sure, will be, but yes, uh, those moments I want to play for a big laugh. But then hopefully we can shift gears and have two characters in a quiet moment, and you, you maybe even give a shit about their relationship. Yeah, like they're uh, Lou and uh, uh, God, more spoilers. Uh, <laughs> uh, he builds a relationship with somebody in this film. And yeah. I want to see where that goes. Yeah, good. Because That's they have we... a, they have a very they have a very intimate connection, uh, and I'm not just talking sex uh, <laughs> that I can't talk about because it's a huge spoiler. But I definitely uh, I was very interested. I want to see where that goes. You know, um, and now when it comes down to it, um, at the end of the day. Were you happy with the film? Because I know a lot of people uh, who make things are always like, ah, oh, I could have done that. I'd go back. You know what I mean? Like, I guess the guys from South Park hate the shows after they go out because they feel like they could have done more. Yeah, I'm the wrong person to ask because I do feel that way. I mean, um, I it, by the time you're done something, you go through every up and down. While you're shooting it, I feel like it's a high. And you think, like, we're unstoppable. And then you look at the footage for the first time when the dust settles and you're like, oh, my God, this is all we got. This is garbage. And then you kind of assemble it, and hopefully you start loving it again. But by the time you're done editing, you've watched it about 100 times, and uh, you never want to look at it again. So uh, I watched it at Fantasia in Montreal uh, with a crowd, and that was, like, amazing to get to hear people reacting the way you'd hope they would. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm. there are many things I don't like about the film, so it's hard for me to watch. But when you are not loving something, it's great to watch it with fresh people who have never seen it and you it takes a bit of this sting out when a bunch of people laugh or scream at something and in, a, in a, exactly where you wanted them to you know we're on awesome now let, let's uh, I, I was at your uh, your instagram it has a bunch of behind the scenes photos which are awesome uh, now i have a couple of quick questions before we i let you go here uh, what can you tell me about atomic victory squad ah that's uh, that's one of my babies right now it's actually a it's a comic book that I'm working on with my friends, um, Emerson Ziffel, who's the effects artist, actually, of Wolf Cop, and also uh, a Joel Hustack, who's like a concept artist who's done some work. Uh, I don't know if you remember in the first Wolf Cop, Lou gets an occult book. Yes. He, did the art, he did the art in that occult book. So, oh, nice. Yeah, they're both a couple of really talented artists. And uh, Atomic Victory Squad is basically uh, reactionary to Wolf Cop. It's... Uh, and the budgets you have on independent films. I wanted to do something with a giant scope and, you know, building smashing and crazy superheroes and the same weird tone as Wolf Cop. So uh, I had these characters and uh, Emerson's like, well, let's make a comic. So uh, right now that's kind of our side project in between making movies and other things. Uh, we're obsessively uh, trying to learn how to make a comic book for the first time. And it's really fun. And I hope it's out within a year and people can see it because it's going to be really unique and messed up. Well, that's that's why I like my comics messed up. Me too. Uh, I, I, uh, now, now let's one more thing on here. One more hashtag. Uh, uh, Super Grid movie. Yeah, Super Grid. Uh, that's a, a post-apocalyptic film, kind of in the vein of like Mad Max or Escape from New York. Uh, again, shot with a lot of the same team in Saskatchewan, and so it's very Canadian apocalypse film and. It's uh, it's produced by Hugh Patterson, who is one of the producers on Wolf Cop, and it's something he's been developing for a while, and 
he said, I want to do this movie and he got financing and he asked me to direct. So I was very happy to jump on board. We're editing it right now. We just basically shot it this earlier in the summer and it's, it's really fun. It's kind of a little more serious than Wolf Cop for sure, but there's still a bit of humor and it's kick-ass and crazy and action. And, uh, once again, it's Leo Fafard who plays Wolf Cop. He's kind of our, uh, our snake Pliskin of the movie, I'd say. Sold. There you go. Done. Sold. That's all, all I had to hear. So uh, now, when do you see that coming out? Uh, that's a great question. Um, we're editing now, so the, it's the weird things with movies are like, uh, it's not necessarily when they're done, it's uh, when the distributors want to release them or when the producers uh, make deals with someone. So um, I think it'll come out next year. I can't be any more specific than that. I mean, I thought another Wolf Cop would already be out now, but uh, you know, it's been done for almost a year. But I think, again, it comes down to uh, the producers figuring out when is the best release date. So luckily, Wolf Cop 2, without spoiling anything, is a Christmas movie. So I'm pretty excited that it's going to come out theatrically uh, December 8th, which they tell me. So uh, I think that's going to be awesome. And Supergrid, frankly, I'll be shocked if it doesn't follow too much further behind. It could be within six months or so. That's fantastic. Lowell, thank you so much for coming out. Everybody, December 8th, go see another Wolf Cop. Go back and watch the original Wolf Cop. Uh, head, head over to wolfcop.com. They got some cool stuff that you can you can buy, like the Blu-ray and the DVD, and there's some signed stuff too. Uh, just head, and, and one more thing: uh, is there going to be any more Wolf Cop comics? Uh, we're we're talking about it. Uh, I know we we kind of did the first three just as a trial run, and uh, I don't know uh, what the result was, but I love there's that. always a conversation. Yeah, there's always a conversation, and uh, what I'm pushing for hoping is i mean i don't think we'll get a long-term crazy run but i'd love to see some crossover comics you know with other existing characters so that would be fun to me is do mini runs you know like wolf cop i don't know meet someone like ash or why can't wolf cop fight a predator <laughs> or wolf cop and robocop team up oh it's perfect you there know? you go that's the scariest police force ever uh but uh, i want to thank you so much for coming on uh, I, I can't stress enough. Everybody, go out and see another Wolf Cop. It is so much fun, and uh, you won't even think about Kevin Smith uh, appropriating Canadian hockey jerseys. <laughs> but again, thank you, Lowell, so much for coming on. It's been a blast. We'll have to have you come back on when uh, when Supergrid comes out, and and when Wolf Cop Three. Do you have any titles going around in the back of your head for what Wolf Cop Three would be called? I have like two or three, and I will not share them because I I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. But hey, hey, you're thinking of part three, and that's all that matters. Because <laughs> yeah, this, exactly. is, this is awesome. All right, again, Lol, thank you so much for coming on, and we'll definitely have to have you come uh, come back on when Supergrid comes out, because I cannot wait for that. Or when when uh, 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 the comic gets done. Sure, yeah, I, thank I, you very I, much, Ron. Well, that was a lot of fun, wasn't it? I think so. I think it was a blast. Uh, I hope everybody, go, everybody goes and checks out another Wolf Cop when it comes out December 8th. Check out the comics if you can get your hands on them and check out uh, all sorts of cool stuff. Wolf Cop is a lot of fun, and uh, when, once it gets closer to being released and I can talk more about it, I'll talk more about it, but I kind of can't at this point. But Anyway, uh, right now we're going to go into some music by a uh, Milwaukee band, uh, Sleeper Sound. And these guys are great because when you go to see them live, they have a video playing behind them. It's very uh, ambient, and it's just really cool. Um, uh, you can find out more about them at sleepersound.com. Um, this comes off of their album, Pilots, Passengers, Portals. It's an EP, three songs, but it's 
super long because the songs are, you know, kind of long. Uh, this is Pilots, and we'll be right back.
Well, folks, if you've made it this far, it's time to do some business. Don't forget to head over to facebook.com forward slash the Ron Pertee show. Follow me on Twitter at real Ron Pertee, Instagram, Ron Pertee, Snapchat, Ron Pertee. What else is there to talk about? Oh, a new website, greetingsfromron.com. Head over there. And also, if you're a big fan of the show, if you like what I'm doing here and you want to support it for even as little as a dollar, just a dollar. Uh, head over to patreon.com forward slash Ron and you can find all the cool perks and how to support the show. Um, and uh, if you are interested in just doing a one-time donation instead of doing a monthly rolling thing like they do at Patreon, email me at per-tv, P-U-R-T-V, productions at gmail.com, and I'll get you all that information. We're still trying to work out some bugs on the website, places to put it. So uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. And uh, I appreciate every single one of you. Okay, except for you. And you're, you're a little weird too. All right, we'll see you next week, folks.